Every top 10 CTRS team has a lineup change. Close. I believe we were close. We were close on that just because Kerry Anderson didn't, right? Yeah. Kerry Anderson. I don't know if Glenn Howard was in the top 10 over the summer uh, mm-hmm. or not. Uh, but yeah, so we were close, but not quite on that one. This is my favorite one. One of the rule changes that at the time we recorded was going to be implemented for the world championship, those being no extra ends and timing per end, was going to prove to be popular with the fans. And Scott, it proved to be so unpopular that they didn't even do it. <laughs> yeah. Did you say it would prove to be popular? Yeah, it would be unpopular. popular. No, it would be popular and it would be a become a permanent staple of curling and uh, that 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 has not proven to be the case no no not uh not quite uh number eight there will be four high profile retirements and i think we have at least four if you count john morris which okay maybe you don't want to count john morris brad jacobs maybe you don't count brad jacobs anymore (laughs) Uh, you got the swiss front end you got even your head i'm counting that as a win though yeah okay uh that's pretty fair uh number nine you rework the slams into distinct events. And uh, no. No, it didn't happen. They have not done that. And number 10, the Canada Cup is weird. And I'm going to count that one as a win because the Canada Cup was so weird that they didn't do it. That they didn't do it. Yep. Uh, so, Sean, by, by my count, that's four we got. Yeah, so you nailed it. Boom. I'm an oracle. So your bold prediction that four of the bold predictions would be accurate. Worked out. So that's really like we got five out of 11. I like it. A five, uh, less than 500, but uh, not too shabby. That's why they're bold. Exactly. If they were easy, we'd get 100% and they wouldn't be bold. That's right. So uh, so I got some predictions here. Uh, so I got my list of 10, Scott. Uh, let's go through my list and then we'll, we'll do any that you have as well and yeah we might have the same one so yeah we could uh, there could be some overlap yeah we didn't coordinate this because we wanted to be surprised by what mm -hmm. we think will happen so my first bold prediction for 2023 is that the residency rules will be abolished there will no longer be residency rules for curling canada there will be briar and scotty's based off of province but the rule will be you just pick a province in which one of your members lives because to play you have to live somewhere in the country that's a thing so you just pick whatever province where one of the members actually lives and that's the province you play out of okay okay what do you think yeah it's definitely possible i think they'll go to two before they go to one okay which is really dumb i don't i don't know why they would do that but I, I can definitely see this happening. I, I think it's more likely to happen after this year, you know, after the second Briar Scotties of the, the cycle, because I don't think that automatic births come in until 24, 25. Maybe for Olympic trials, you mean? For Olympic trials births. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, there would be one next year if the Canada Cup, if it's the same format as the last two, then the 2023 Canada Cup would get you a trial spot. Okay. So 
We'll see. I mean, they're doing a whole rework of the yeah. high performance program. They're going to hire somebody to take that job, which I'm sure there are, are like less rewarding jobs in the world. I just can't think of one off the top of my head than being <laughs> mm-hmm. the person who's just going to get all the blame if Canada loses and absolutely none of the credit if Canada wins. It really seems like a no-win job, but they're going through that whole thing. Uh, and this does lead actually into my second bold prediction that the Canada Cup will return and that the winner of the Canada Cup will be Canada's representative at the World Championship, that this is a change that they're going to make that with 18 teams at the Briar and Scotties that they have officialized that change. Of course, they could go back on it. But this groundswell that seems to exist that Briar and the Scotties shouldn't get you to the Worlds for a variety of reasons, none of which I fully agree with, but other people do, that this is the moment where they're going to make that change. So my bold prediction, too, is that the Canada Cup is our Worlds rep. The Briar and the Scotties get you an automatic berth into the Canada Cup. Yeah, this makes a lot of sense, Sean. It's really sad, though. I I don't like the idea of, you know, taking the national championship out of the hands of the grassroots curlers, in theory, right? In theory, you and me could win the briar and go to Worlds, which I think is really cool about, about curling. It's something I've mentioned many times on this show that it's, it's the only sport where it's like that, right? Uh, I guess some some soccer, uh, you know, club soccer in England, any team can, in theory, go and win the premiership. But it's, it's, it's sad to me to think of a world where I would have to win my province, my national championship, and then a third event just to be yeah. able to go to Worlds. Yeah, I, I don't like it, but I can definitely see this happening. Yeah, and I had a discussion with somebody at uh, the club after a game a few weeks ago, and they were saying that they like this idea because at the Skies and the Briar, you're playing teams that really aren't that good, and the idea of you know, iron sharpens iron. But I, I fundamentally disagree with that because if a Tuesday morning game against Nunavut is the reason you lose the World Championship semifinal – Three and eight weeks. Like, I don't see a connection between those things. But at the same time, mm-hmm. once you get to the championship pool in the playoffs, you're, well, you are playing really good teams. So yeah. the inclusion of the less good teams, I don't think compromises the winner at all. I, to me, the argument is that it's too close to the world championship. That That's the argument that sways me a little bit. That winning the Scotty Spryer doesn't give you enough time to prepare for the worlds that, that I can buy into, but at the same time, maybe I'm a bad Canadian for saying this. I would rather keep the Briar and the Scotties the same because they're my favorite events and Canada never wins another world championship ever again. Like to me, I, I want those two weeks because I love them so much and Canada winning or not winning at a Worlds doesn't really affect my life that much. I, I just have these two events that I really love that I, I, Mm-hmm. want that I want to continue to love that's all and yeah and I mean you say the events are too close together but you want to ride a hot hand too right yeah. what if you know somebody wins three months ago and then they come and they're not playing really well well th- then how does that help right right yeah it's true so 
those are yeah th- those two i think go together so the residency rule going away the canada cup being the world championship rep for canada so those are my first two bold predictions for the new year and if either or both of those things happen gives us something to talk about and they'll probably be announced sure. in the summer too when we're always looking for show ideas although i like the fun show ideas we do in the summer sometimes mm-hmm. talking about briar scotty's format and stuff you know when it's 20 degrees outside yeah. yeah 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 all right uh bold prediction number three is that when tsn finally announces a permanent analyst it is somebody who is a current player so somebody who is currently on a team is going to get that spot and leave their team to be the permanent analyst for TSN. I think there are some candidates out there who would be good. I think there are candidates who are legitimate possibilities, and those two aren't necessarily uh, the same thing. But I think it's somebody who's currently on the ice because it's the only way that I can wrap myself or wrap my head around the idea that they haven't announced anybody yet. And it's Jennifer Jones, right? I, th- I think that's sort of the top of the list. Yeah. 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 So I, I like that you sort of gave yourself a lot of. <laughs> A lot of leeway with that. Uh, my, my sort of uh, corollary to your your hot take is that it, it will be Jennifer Jones. Okay, I like that. So you're adding that to it. That that can be my okay. bold prediction on top of yours, because you're right, Sean. I, I I don't know why they haven't announced unless it's exactly the situation that you're describing. Right. I mean, I think the one we would want potentially is Chelsea Carey, but. Yes. I don't think she's going to stop playing. Yeah. Yeah. She likes playing too much. Yeah. And and I do kind of think, yeah, that they're holding the spot for Jennifer Jones. It's just that nothing else makes sense. And it would be great too. And, and I'm not adding this, but they just fly Eve Muirhead over for the Scotties, Briar, and she can go home for the, the world's. Come back to mm-hmm. Ottawa for the men's world, though. Hang out. It's a fun city. You'll you'll enjoy it. But did she just fly her over for the three weeks and have her do the, the Scotties and the Briar would be great. Yeah, it would be very, very, very good. Yeah. Agreed. I, I understand if she wouldn't want that job permanently and always have to be coming over, especially for the short events, like if the Canada Cup comes back or the points bet or that kind of stuff. Mm. But at least for this year, come on. She's gotten... Well, maybe she has other stuff to do. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe she has a life. I, who knows? <laughs> Hard to say. Uh, all right. Uh, bold prediction number four, Scott. I'm going to predict that a Chinese team wins a major event. And I'm including the wheelchair world championship because that team has been dominant in the past. Uh, the Pan Continental Championship is the other option. So either the wheelchair team uh, comes through with a big win or the Pan Continental or the Chinese men's or women's team, probably the women, uh, win the Pan Continental Championship with China changing its COVID zero policy. Chinese nationals can now travel. There are certain travel restrictions in some countries for their entry, but it seems like China is going to be full participant now. They had a team at the world championship qualifier, the world junior Bs. Uh, so, you know, China is going to yeah. be 
back, it seems, and I'm going to predict that they come back and win something. That That is a pretty bold, Sean, because it's pretty hard to have not played for two years, at least, uh, since the Olympics, come back and win. That's that's a bold one. I don't think I agree with you on that, but that's uh, why we why we call them bold, right? That's why they're bold. Yeah, I mean that wheelchair team is really good. Yeah, yeah, that's I think your best shot. Yeah, like yeah. they they just they beat up on people. Like mm-hmm. like they're mm-hmm. they're really good, very talented. Yeah. All right, so then bold prediction number five. Then one of the New Zealand teams makes the playoffs at the World Championships. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know, I thought the last one was bold, <laughs> John. This this is a uh, this is crazy. There's no chance. Come There's on. There's no chance. Six six teams make the playoffs. Yeah, six teams out of fourteen. I I don't think so. I no. think the fields are too deep. Uh, the European fields are too deep. Plus, uh, Canada and the U.S. are are quite good. Yeah, this uh, I can't I can't support this one. All right. Well, so I'm thinking it'd be on the men's side because they were competitive, obviously at the the Pan Continental, but mm-hmm. also you know played in the mixed doubles. Like I don't know if necessarily going to be scared of anybody, and I think Ottawa crowd. This is a town that you know fun forgot. And therefore, we root for the underdogs. We feel like underdogs. The Senators are always underdogs. The Red Blacks are always underdogs. And that's partly because neither of those teams have been very good, uh, even when the Red Blacks won the Great Cup. I think they were 9-9 nine nine that year. So, like, they're, yeah. they're, you know, we're not, we don't have a lot of good teams. We're, we're used to cheering for the underdogs. So I think at the men's worlds, the Ottawa crowd is going to get behind New Zealand. All right, Sean. Uh, this is one that... We're going to ask them about when we uh, go to the Worlds, right? We're going to say, hey, Sean picked you to make Uh, the playoffs. What's your goal for the week? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, don't don't blow it. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. All right. So you're not on board with that one. Not on board with that one. Well, let's see if you get on board with this one. That a first-time champion will win the Europeans. So not a country, but a team that has not yet won the Euros will win. So that could be Joel Ray-Turnaz on the uh, men's side, for instance, uh, whoever comes out of Scotland on the women's side, that you will have somebody who hasn't won it win the Euros this year. Does everyone on the team have to have not won it before no well okay back end <laughs> back, let's go back in because yeah it's like Serenzoni can't just go win it and then say oh the front end's different new team right yeah okay okay interesting i like this the euros that we got this year were very interesting uh maybe a few surprises yeah. So, okay. Yeah, I can I can get on board with this, you know. Uh got a few surprises. Madeleine DuPont just shoved it right in your face. Yeah, you know, it's like I said, a few surprises. But now <laughs> she can't now she can't be the team that comes up and and wins it next year. No, but it could be Constantini. 
Could be them. Yep. Daniela Yench would be looking for a bounce back after she she would say she underperformed to her expectations last mm-hmm. year. So you got a couple of potential teams there. I think Constantini's the one. I think, frankly, on both the men's and women's, you're looking at Constantini and Ray Turnaz, again, as they have this momentum and the funding behind them as we look ahead to the 2026 Olympics. Right, right. And uh, on the men's side, I could also see Switzerland coming through yeah, and, and breaking through and winning that. So, all right, I'll buy that one. All right. Bold prediction number seven. This one might not be bold. Uh, I don't know. But it was on the list last year and it didn't happen. So I'm doubling down. Anna Hasselberg gets her world championship. It's It's got to happen at some point. She's, she's got to win one, right? And why not 2023? Why not 2023? Yeah, I like this one, Sean. This is uh, one of your ones I'm going to put a star beside to say I think this will happen. Okay. Uh, not, not as bold as some of the rest, but... Uh, Definitely a plausible, plausible thing. And the women's worlds will be interesting uh, for sure. Uh, see who comes out of Canada, yeah. uh, obviously. And Tiran Zoni will be going for another one as, as they continue to, or continue to try to extend that streak, her and Alina Pats. But for as much as you have Madeleine Dupont coming off the Euros, we talked about Yench, Constantini, uh, Peterson mm-hmm. in the United States, it really is Hasselberg, Tiranzoni. And then really, frankly, it depends on who comes out of Canada. If it's Anderson, sure, she's in that group. If it's somebody else, maybe Canada's in sort of that tier down too, depending on who it is in terms of expectations going into the week. So, mm-hmm. And it is going to be in Sweden this year, Sean. So. That's right. Yeah. Gets it on home soil. I like that narrative. All right. Bold prediction number eight. This might be the boldest one of all, Scott. Oh boy, I can't wait. After the year we just had, it's that USA curling makes absolutely no news off the ice. Ooh, this is bold. Yeah, a huge year for USA curling in a negative way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Sean, if any, any fallout from the USA curling uh, things that have gone on this past four to six months, if anything, you know, if there's an update in a good way, right. Maybe, maybe does that ruin your prediction? No. Cause I, I don't think if say like Dean Gemmel as the interim, if, if they announce a new president, I don't think that counts. That's going to be an expected thing that right, there, okay. there will be a new president. So that I don't count. Uh, I, I'm talking about, whether it's another region being kicked out or members. I mean, members, I think member clubs are going to continue to resign their membership. Unfortunately, that they feel they're that that's a necessity and that USA currently has put them in that position. Stuff like Mm -hmm. that will continue to happen, but we won't have this, the same volume. We can't like, surely we we can't, hopefully we don't. Uh, that any news and any news that does come out is is positive. Like positive. whoever becomes the permanent president, whether Dean wants to take that job or not, probably not. Uh, whoever it is, is is somebody who's good and who has a a solid background and can address the issues that mm-hmm. USA Curling is facing. And who knows? May, maybe there's a scenario in which GNCC gets reinstated, which would be cool, and that would make the bold prediction 
not right, but in a good way that there's a form of reconciliation happening within USA currently. Yeah. I think, I think Sean, if we can amend this to no negative news, it has a okay. chance. Um, yeah. All right. Maybe that's less bold though. A little less bold. Uh, what about this? Cause I was thinking about this, that the biggest story in USA curling in 2023 is the Schuster Dropkin final at the nationals being the greatest game in U.S. Nationals history and on the short list for game of the year next year. That would be good. That that would be a great world in which we, we could uh, have that come true. Yeah, because I, I really think that the U.S. Men's Nationals, that's going to be a great event with those two teams. The final to get into the Olympic trials last year was great. Dropkin really pushed Schuster to the to the extreme. Dropkin's the top ranked team in the U.S. now, at least in world rankings. I don't know what the USA rankings are nationally, what they use, but the, it, it's 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 going to be good now. Like it's that that's a close yeah. race. Yeah, it'll be uh, definitely really good. It's in Denver this year, Sean. Denver, and and that's what we want to be talking about is the stuff on the ice, you know. Yeah, that's uh, that's where we want our folks to be because we want all the stuff off the ice to be done in a proper manner, which in 2022, it was not. No, exactly. Okay, good. All right. So Bulls prediction number nine, that there is a major upset at one of the Swiss, Swedish, or Scottish nationals, meaning... One of Bruce Mowat, Anna Hasselberg, Nicholas Adine, Sylvana Terranzoni, or Yannick Schwaller does not win their national championship. This is something that could happen. That said, that even if they lose, they're going to send those teams to the Worlds, right? You'd think so, yeah. You'd think so. Sure. Okay. I'll, I'll buy this one. I, I, mean, I think we saw sorry, maybe not a couple of years ago. Yeah, sorry, maybe not Scotland. Like, if Ross White wins over Bruce Mowat, I mean, we saw it a couple of years ago where Eve Muirhead lost and they send the other team after some yeah. back and forth. But if Ross White wins, I mean, they have enough credibility to go. Yeah, yeah. That was the one I was thinking was maybe the most likely, which is crazy because sure. Team Mowat is probably the best, best team. Uh, sure. Right. So, but yeah, if Ross White wins, it wouldn't be too, too shocking. Uh, if the new Peter DeCruz team, you know, beats Yannick Schwaller out of Switzerland. Yeah. Then I think that's okay. Right. So, okay. Yeah. I like this one. And yeah, as you say, this happened a few years ago. Nicodine lost and he still went to the world championship. So, losing, even if Anna Hasselberg loses, she could still win the, the world championship this year. So, yeah, you could get both of those right. That would be cool. Anna Hasselberg really coming through clutch potentially uh, for me in 2023. And mm-hmm. my last one, Scott, and it's 2023 bold prediction. Now, we ha- don't know as we record this fully what happened between Jason Gunlickson and Reed Carruthers, but I'm going to exclude it from this. If stuff comes out, it doesn't count. So just on the record. But we will have at least one messy breakup of a team. That something is 
going to spill out in in social media and and something is going to get messy uh, for at least one team that will no longer be playing together. A la team Botcher with Darren Molding. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hope against that, Sean, because, you know, you don't like to see those kinds of situations. But at the same time, it makes for good uh, content. So (laughs) I I can see that happening. That's... Uh, I, I'm wavering on whether I agree with that or not, but uh, let's go with it. Yeah, it, it's just it feels like in this age where the teams are so much more active on social media than even they were after the 2018 Olympics, and the need to engage in a different way, it's it's not good enough. And we we talked with uh, Neville when he, when he came on about uh, the need for teams to just go beyond here's our score, here's our sponsors. And teams are doing yeah. that. But the offshoot of that potentially is if there is a, a messy breakup, if it's not just the, the agreement of, all right, it's, it's time to go our, our separate ways. And mm-hmm. There's some personality conflict within that. That's where it can get messy with the players being a little more accessible. But you hope that that doesn't happen or if there is a person personality conflict everything's kind of kept behind closed doors but it's hard to do that in this day yes. and age it is it is okay so. uh so sean that that's 10 right those are my 10 bold predictions for 2023 what else do you got scott so what i have is that mixed double specialist team is going to win the canadian and the world championships okay not necessarily the same, the same team? team. Not necessarily the same team. Okay. But I, I figured having a mixed double specialist win the worlds is not bold enough. Sure. Uh, I have a big retirement will happen. Okay. In the off season, big being, uh, you know, somebody in the the top ten CTRS uh, top twenty worlds rankings. Okay. And the one that I'm hoping doesn't come true, I touched on this last week on our show, Sean, but uh, it could have some bad news when it comes to betting sponsors. Yeah. Uh, and I think we'll, we'll have some messy news regarding a betting sponsor. Okay. Maybe not a full-blown betting scandal, but... Uh, oh, well, that's too bad because I just wrote betting scandal. <laughs> well, that's what it's written down on my paper, <laughs> on too, list. so... Okay. Yes, something like that. So what are your thoughts on those? I, I like it. So the retirement, I guess, does that fit into Jennifer Jones going to the booth? Yeah, I think that uh, those could sort of sync up together. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I agree that we'll get a retirement here from somebody. Glenn Howard, I think, is on the clock for that, too. He hasn't been playing as much. Scott's been skipping a lot more. Uh, with Glenn having some issues with his lower body, uh, some lower body injury things going on there. So that that could be another one uh, for Glenn Howard. In terms of the specialist, I agree. I think that we'll get a Walker-Myers win this year. That's where I'm going with it. I'm a little bummed that the Lott-Sahidic pairing isn't a specialist pairing anymore with Colton Lott playing with Matt Dunstone because they were always a strong contender uh, to yeah. take that up but but i'm with you there i don't think i know the world field well enough in terms of specialist other than uh rios and Pere 
in Switzerland in terms of who would be contenders. Because if you look at Scotland has sent four person players before uh, Oscar Eriksson in Sweden, they've gone and been successful before. Obviously, Masaner, Constantini out of Italy as the defending Olympic champions. So it kind of has to be the Swiss team or have the Canadian team be specialist and then go on and win because the other countries are the other countries that you would expect to be in the mix at this point in the evolution of mixed doubles are sending four person players. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it should be reframed to be like no one at the, who wins mixed doubles medal is going to win a medal in the four person game because there are teams like Turkey, uh, like Norway, you know, that the, the Spanish team, the Spanish Even. team. Well, yeah, they play in the four person for sure, but not at the high, not at the, the high, not level. in like the, the a pool of the Europeans or yeah. at the worlds, that kind of thing. All right. And then, yeah, betting scandal. I hope not. I really hope, I not. hope not too, but it could. Yeah. We, we talked about it last week. It could come up. So it's, it's bold. So that's, and that's what we do. Take. Those are our bold predictions. So, Quick recap, our total of 13 bold predictions. First, the residency rule goes away. Then the Canada Cup determines Canada's world championship representative. A current player gets the TSN analyst spot. The Chinese team wins a major event. New Zealand, a New Zealand team makes the world playoffs. We have a first-time champion at the Euros. Anna Hasselberg gets her world championship The United States currently in association has no negative off the ice news. We get an upset at one of the Swiss, Swedish, or Scottish nationals. We have at least one messy breakup that does include the Carruthers Gunner situation. A mixed doubles specialist wins the world's and the Canadian championship. We have a big retirement, a top 20 team in the world. And we have a betting scandal. So those are our 13 bold predictions. Scott, last year you predicted that we would get four of the 10 right. How many of the 13 do you think will actually come through this year? So, Sean, I had five and a half as the over-under. Okay. I, th- I think uh, we can get six of these. Okay. So you're going over. Yeah. So I'm going to go under the five and a half. All right. Which means we've had a good, it's been a good year, I think. If we're I think under, so, yes. So, if we're yeah. under, it's been a good year. Yeah. So uh, hopefully we do have a good year. Hopefully you all have a good year out there and that you join us every step along the way. It should be a fun year in the world of curling. And if you want to follow along, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcast, either likes, ratings, comments. All that stuff helps us grow the show, helps other people find us. You can also visit us over at GameofStonesPod.com. All of our past episodes are there. Even a couple blog things are there. You can go back, look at 20 years of the world is caught up to Canada. I got links to all the articles we used back in that episode under the blog tab over there. If you want to follow us on social media, it's at Game of Stones Pod on Instagram and Twitter, Game of Stones Podcast on Facebook, and you can let us know what you want to hear on the show, Game of Stones Podcast at gmail.com. So 2023. Scott, are you by nature an optimist for the new year, or, or do you kind of go in like you go into a cold pool that you just want to, you know, put your toe in first, see where the temperature is, or you just jump right in to a new year. I tend to be a, a little, you know, a little 
slower to adapt, you know, take the temperature, see what's, which way the wind's blowing, that kind of thing. I, I don't think I'm a pessimist though. Okay. That's good. You? Yeah. I just uh, try to take it day by day, you know, get a little better every day. That's all. <laughs> you know. And uh, it just so happens that this year, the new year corresponded with a somewhat significant professional change. It wasn't that's right. Yeah, intentional. It was by accident. So you know, in that one, I guess I'm throwing myself into the new year, something big. So hopefully, it uh, works out well. Yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. Good luck to you, Sean. We'll be, I'll, I'll be able to chat with you. I think on our work <laughs> chat. Yeah. So. Uh, that'll be fun. There you go. So, uh, yeah, big changes here. Hopefully you're all doing well out there and we are looking forward to being back with you again next week with another new episode, but until we chat again, keep those brooms on the ice and don't dump that intern. Make the final.